Bienvenidos. Namaste. Wariya. Salam. Welcome to the pilot episode of The Buffer, where we cue a bad idea after worse idea after terrible idea. We'll apply just enough weak sauce for you listeners to tolerate our spicy takes. My name's Erpin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abe, a.k.a. Abdurrahman, a.k.a. The Piedmont Peaker, there's more, a.k.a. Yakove, a.k.a. Abraham, a.k.a. The Hamster, but better known as Ham. What's up, Ham? What up? What's going on, man? How uh, you been doing? You know, same old, same old. Uh, we finally have a name. We do. We're the buffer. Right. What do you think? I'm surprised it, it, it wasn't uh, taken because uh, we had, I remember the, the very first list of na- possible names. This wasn't on it, right? This was like a hundredth down the list right, of right. names. Remember when, uh, when Bill Simmons left Grantland and went to The Ringer and yep. he was talking about how how hard it is to like people were just shitting on his idea such a generic name the ringer yeah but like it's very hard to find first something that fits and then something that's not take right oh yeah trust me i went into every name you could think of that had any kind of double entendre any sports (laughs) cliche anything you could think of double play double clutch triple threat anything you can think of it was taken right yeah because i mean yeah if you're not not only taken once taken multiple times which i don't know how people have a podcast that sh- the name is shared by 10 other podcasts. I don't know how right. you even do that. Are, are they, they're not exact, right? They're variations, no, 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 right? No, no, no. They're like, they're exact there. I don't think there's a limitation or rule with huh. iTunes or anything. You can just have mo- podcasts that are the same name. That's just, yeah, I don't even know how that would work. Cause I mean, if you're searching for it, I guess you'll just have to kind of read on to see which specific one. Yeah. Or when you, when you promote your podcast, you're like, Hey, my podcast is the podcast with two P's, okay. et cetera, et cetera, Okay, right? gotcha. But yeah, so the, the buffer, perfect, solid name. We're good. Right. We're good for now, we're, right? Yeah. Unless, you know, anybody has a better idea, but right. that's going to work for now. Right. I think we're settled on the name, so it's a good job. But on this episode, you know, we'll, we'll take a, a real shallow dive into the world of sports because, you know, the pool is very shallow at this point. Right. There's not much to talk about. And then we'll kind of, you know, tackle a few other things that are going on in the news. We'll kind of digress and detour, kind of more silly topics, right? Right. Um, you want to jump right into it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the, just the current news. So baseball season uh, started uh, last week. The NBA is actually starting tonight. We're recording Thursday, uh, July the 30th. Um, the baseball plan did not go as planned, right? So the Florida Marlins, I think they're called the Miami Marlins now. Yep. They're up Jeter. To, I just um, had to double check, but they're now up to 17 players and coaches who have tested positive. Actually 19 as of today. So it's gone up to two more. Yep. Okay. So upwards of 19. Now, this is beyond an outbreak. I mean, that's the majority of the team. Um, They also infected a couple of Phillies. There was a clubhouse staffer plus a coach. So two games were canceled um, or postponed this past Monday. The Phillies-Blue Jays series this weekend has been postponed. So there's been a lot of repercussions just off of one team, right? And they still haven't answered the question, how did this happen? How did they get infected and how did it spread? So all the other teams so far have tested negative. So a lot of people are saying, let's not blow this out of proportion. It's, it's a bad story, but it's not catastrophic. But I think they can only survive one of them. Because if this happens again, down the line, if let's say the Yankees or some other team, you have an outbreak, then... I just don't see how they can continue the season, which the season is not going to count anyways. But like, I don't know how they're continuing this season the way that they're playing now. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Like, uh, first of all, I mean, uh, for the listeners that don't know, um, I'm not a big baseball guy. 
Like I like it in the postseason, October kind of thing, which is funny because growing up, I loved baseball, right? I loved the Atlanta Braves, loved them. Almost every single game was broadcast on TBS and I would watch it, right? But over the last, you know, 15 years or so, it's taken like third or fourth precedence in terms of sports I care about. So obviously when you tell me about a restart, 60 games, no fans, not much hype, I'm not going to be that interested. And I didn't have high expectations anyway, especially after I saw some of these uh, cardboard cutouts and yeah, stuff like this, right? right. It's kind of crazy. But then when I heard this story, I was just like, damn, like this is exactly how I thought it would go because they had very little, um, they had a very little game plan for this. Right. And there's no, they're, they're going without a bubble. MLS, the soccer league, NBA, even at the NHL, they have two bubbles uh, per, you know, one for each conference in Canada. But the baseball strategy was, we'll be all right. Yeah, which, which is crazy. I mean, okay, it's not crazy in the sense, for anybody who actually is a hardcore baseball fan, baseball is full of a traditionalist, right? From the owners, GMs, even a lot of the fans, right? The primary demographic is like that. So I could see them being stubborn to the point where it's like, hey, we'll be okay. We've right. always been okay. We're baseball. We're America's pastime kind of stuff. But for it to happen this early, and the crazy thing is I was reading was, that the Marlins, you know, they canceled some of their games and uh, they're supposed to play New York. And the thing is, like, they're still in Philly right now, the Marlins, because that's where they were tested positive. So they're sort of isolating, quarantining there. And the idea is that they'll miss a few games, but then they'll maybe potentially bus to New York and then potentially bus to play like the Mets, right. Blue Jays. Although I think they, yeah, like. even if it's short term, they usually fly right but, but they're thinking about busing right i think because they're in oh just because so, okay. that right because they could drive from philly gotcha right but then the thing is they have to play home game in miami in like two weeks but the thing is right now miami's has a lot of uh, restrictions on people coming from new york they're making people from new york gotcha. quarantine right. for two weeks so how do you do that how does dade right. county handle their own team right playing two or three series in new york you don't yeah i don't understand how this gonna work and also um Usually when you test positive, it used to be 14 days. You have to set out. I think they, some modifications now show that 10 days is fine. Like 10 days plus two back-to-back negative tests, right? So if all of those players tested positive for the Marlins, then the next two weeks worth of baseball can't be played, like wherever they are. So it's not like they could just, oh, we'll just go to another city and play. Like your team is compromised, right? I mean, even though some people are uh, testing negative still, the way that I understand it is um, sometimes it will take a few days for somebody to get the virus, for the virus to at least be de- detectable. So just because somebody tested negative a day after an outbreak doesn't mean that they're not going to test positive a few days later. And, and the tricky thing is like this is a like this is this was kind of a known issue. That's why the other leagues went with a more let's try to see what we can control. Because right now the, what the, the bubble affords you is control. If these people are going to the baseball club to play and then they go home, let's say they have a home series, so they're, they're you know they're in Atlanta all weekend like the Braves, they're gonna go home. What if the family wants to go eat or you know if you're a pitcher, you only pitch once every five games, anyways, right? So any one person, any one of these players or coaching staff, they can be reckless and they bring it to the clubhouse and then you have an out. Yeah, of course, and you know baseball is all about players mostly doing nothing when they're not actively engaged in a play, right? If you're on the a field of play, yeah, you're far apart from everybody, right. right? You're left fielder, center fielder. Who cares? No contact there. Right. But when you're in the dugout, and how they, can you social distance right. in the dugout? I mean, they're, they're trying to, you know, they're, 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 they're trying to implement some sort of sit on the first row and they're trying, they're making attempts to 
have people separate, but eventually they'll be in the clubhouse inside wherever they are, and it's tight, tight quarters there. So the best case scenario for them is like this is going to scare everyone straight, and maybe they're going to take it seriously because like that first week of baseball, they're they don't want people to high five, but there are a lot of high fives in the dugout, right? Well, what what does taking it serious mean, in your opinion? What does that basically? Mean? It's like hey, if if this keeps up, the season is going to be canceled, and we're not going to get the, the the prorated money. We're not going to get sixty do- sixty games worth of money, you know? Oh, you mean taking it serious, like canceling the season? Yeah, well, yeah, because if this persists, how can you continue to play? Right. I mean, they, they, they've they've done certain things where uh, the East Coast teams are playing one another. The West Coast teams are playing one another. But Miami to Boston covers a lot of ground, you know, so it's like you still have to travel. And by the way, uh, Canadian government looks pretty good right now. Right. Because they said, no, we don't want any part of this. I know we only have one team, but we don't want people coming in and out of the country to play uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, so they are looking pretty good. What's odd about the baseball uh, snafu is that the story of last week was the NBA screwing it up because they had a bubble. They had a plan. It was all part of the plan. And then they would afford players excuse absences when it's necessary. So uh, Lou Williams, who plays for the Clippers, he was given bereavement leave, right? Somebody in the family, somebody he knows died. So they allowed him to leave the bubble to attend the funeral and, you know, to be with his family which is a reasonable thing. When he comes back, he'll be he'll follow the protocol and he'll be able to play. Now, there's a twist to that story, but right. we're going to get to that in the next segment. Right. So like that shows some sort of strategy because like everyone that's in the bubble, there has been no issue, right? So I don't have any doubt as to the NBA season finishing the way it started, right? Uh, but I think baseball and especially football, because earlier you were saying how on the field, they're spread out in baseball. Football doesn't have that luxury. On the field, they're on top of each other. And some of these guys are like 300 pounds, so they're breathing heavy. It's like the worst possible uh, sport for uh, preventing this virus from spreading. So I don't see... And, and they have a similar like hope, hope for the best plan. They don't have any sort of like uh, um, plan. They don't have a contingency plan. They don't have anything. So basically, it's like hopefully everything works out. They're even thinking the Falcons are saying they're going to allow upwards of 10 to 20,000 fans. Wow. That's uh So it's like I think this plant is built for failing. Uh so as bad as baseball has been, I don't see how the NFL is gonna see through the entire season. And and, yeah. and and they're not doing like a limited as far as I know, they're not doing a limited schedule where they're playing conference only. They're not gonna do basically trying to kinda they've canceled the preseason, but they're not going so far as to say, let's just, you know, keep it instead of having like a sixteen game schedule, let's do a twelve game schedule and just play each other your division plus your conference, you know, and, and then in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, you can play the other team, right? Yeah, I think the NBA, honestly, the NBA, the funny thing was when the NBA stated their plan, you know, a month or two ago, somewhere sometime in June, everybody was kind of laughing at it, saying this is ridiculous. No way this is going to work. People are mocking it. People are thinking it's the ter- worst idea ever, right? And now, although it's early, Yeah, right? early days. But, it, but the NBA, it's been two weeks since they had a positive test. Right. And they haven't exactly released how often they're testing, but they're testing a lot, maybe at least once a day, twice a day, who knows what they're testing a lot. Right. right? And they haven't had a positive test in two weeks. So whatever they're doing so far is working. And so the same system that we were all mocking and making fun of, you know, a month ago, now it's like, maybe everybody should be doing right. It's kind of like the whole thing with the mask, right? right? We were all mocking the use of wearing a mask in March. 
And now, but we're now all like, oh, yeah, that's, that's actually, that's, yeah. if you were ahead of right. the curve on right. that, right. yeah, you're the smart one. Right. And also, I mean, the, the NBA, they were like the first of the sports dominoes to fall because in March, when uh, Gobert fucked up and then he tested positive a couple of days later, they suspended the season. And then all the other leagues were, like, I think, March Madness afterwards. Can you believe like they were considering trying to play March Madness in March? But as soon as the NBA said no, uh, then all the other leagues were like, okay, we can't do this. So I thought when they went with a bubble format, then the other leagues would copycat and do the same. Now, like I said, the NHL, Major League Soccer, they're implementing something similar. But the two big sports, you know, baseball and football, and college football is part of that. They're doing some sort of shortened season, but they're still playing 10, 11 games anyways, right? Uh, I just don't see how that can possibly work. There's going to be a spread. And especially when uh, in college football, because, you know, young people think they're invincible, right? So how many of those players, 18, 19-year-olds, are worried about this virus? Like, man, old people die from that shit, right? So they're going to be a little bit like slack with following the rules. Oh, yeah. Imagine asking a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-olds like, hey, right. be careful, right. wear a mask. And when you're in the locker room, get away from everybody. Right. And hey, if you get invited to a party, don't go right. or wear a mask right. Or, right. or make sure you're on the patio. Right. Come on. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to fly. So ex- what, 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 what would be preferable is if you have a system like that, have con- a contingency plan. So for instance, I'm surprised baseball didn't implement this. So we're going to have a 60-game season. But it's likely there's going to be, in the event that there's uh, an outbreak or something like that, right, where we have to cancel or postpone or do whatever with, uh, with, uh, with specific teams, uh, like what's happening now with the Marlins, they should have done, like, we can fall back to a 50 games count model, right? So your bottom 10 games, either if they're losses or forfeits or COVID. Postponements or yeah, whatever, okay. That is not counted towards the final tabulation, right? So basically you have this, like, a 10-game buffer, you yeah. will, uh, where if something happens, now if something doesn't happen, it's to your benefit because you play all the 60 games and then just erase all your losses. Why don't we just do like BCS, man? We let a computer comp- have a bunch of strength of <laughs> schedule, out of conference, everything, and then you just put the numbers in right. and whatever team but is in the top 10, they make it. Will the form- should the formula deduct points for uh, contracting the virus? It's like you must have fucked sure, up. It has right? to be. It has right? to like be. You must have done something. Because like 18, 19 players and coaches, that's got to be like, there's no way the Marlins can make it now, right? Because if you've applied a formula to say, what has to go wrong uh, for you to have that many people infected? It's like the old, um, that thing they used to say about Mark Wright, he lost control of the football team, you know? So you lost control of whatever protocol exists. If that many people have been infected you know so yeah if they do go with a, a computer model you do have to take that into account or you can treat it like the chris rock saying right you know uh that covid went covid right, right yeah Here's right the, right, you right. Blame that's right yeah you can't what do you yeah. expect to happen right. that's right. Climate, right that's true yeah because i mean this is exactly what a lot of people were concerned about uh and people are still clinging to the idea that all other teams not affected like besides the marlins and a couple of the phillies who played the marlins all the other teams are negative so they're doing something fine. So I'm thinking, like, why don't they do uh, another plan? I don't know what Manfred is doing, but shouldn't they immediately know? They should have, like, a, uh, a, a comprehensive contact tracing system. Basically say, have a keep track of your interaction. So if something happens, we know within the last 14 days what you were doing. You know, some, something like that to where you can kind of 
try to pinpoint when did this happen because they still haven't figured out how did this outbreak begin who was patient zero like what did that person do did they go to like a applebee's or something like one day and then they brought it on nobody knows you know so it came from somewhere so if you're going to fix the problem you have to know where it started and they still don't know that it's funny you mentioned that because um uh the nba when you talked about contact tracing i don't know if you know about this but the nba is doing this now i know uh it's easier in a bubble, right? You have more control over the environment, but right. the NBA, what they're doing is that if you do test positive at any point, not that anyone has in a few weeks, but if you do, what they're doing is they're going to use cameras, a camera-based system throughout the uh, campus, the compound of a Disney World to sort of track you and to see who you've been in touch with in the last 14 days. So if you tested positive, they can scan back their cameras and they sort of they're tracking you by facial rec- i don't know if it's facial recognition but it's some type of camera Maybe they have system. like a do you think they have like some sort of no like- there's a cam- there's a camera system i think so they will look and they'll trace you back and they'll know like you have been in contact with players a b c and, okay. d, and they will immediately test them so they're doing that but did you also know now we're transitioning to the nba a little bit yeah. which we were going to do anyways yeah. but did you know they're gonna ha- they have a snitch hotline in the nba yeah i was aware of that because uh What's this? Dwight Howard was uh, caught in that, wasn't he? Like, I, I remember there was a, he was complaining about it, that like there, there's like a snitch line where if you see something, you should say something. Like yeah, so, so tell the listeners how much you enjoy the fact that there's an actual <laughs> outlet for the players way, to snitch. By the way, just overall, this is not limited to um, what's happening with the NBA, but just imagine how ridiculous this whole anti-snitching concept is because like, wouldn't you want people... now? There are certain situations where it's none of your business and leave people be, right? But if uh, somebody it was committing a crime, that snitch, you reporting it to the police is snitching? Because, like, I remember many, many years ago, was it Cameron? There was some rapper who was so adamant against snitching. He grew up in this snitching is not good, right? I guess a lot of people are, grew up in To me, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. But um, I remember Anderson Cooper, was it? I think he asked... What if you knew a serial killer was living next door to you? Would you report him then? And even in that ridiculous scenario where you know there's a guy who's just killing a bunch of people. Yeah, like Charles Manson. Yeah, some, yeah like he basically was like... So surely Cameron said, right, I would turn him right, in, right? In that case, of course, you know, something like that. No, he's like, no, I would probably move, right? So his solution would be like this to get away from the danger, but not notify anyone else of the danger because... It is so frowned upon that you snitch. If you rethink about it, snitch, not snitching benefits the criminal, right? It doesn't benefit the regular person, right? But it's been taken as, it's been accepted as truth that any sort of snitching, even if it's to help the society or the neighborhood or whatever, is no good. But hold on, hold on. What about this whole, uh, you know, the Karen movement, anti-Karen movement? The uh, whole uh, next door app movement, right? Where basically, but those people, people are snitching. Those people are just paranoid. They're not snitching. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about actual crimes. These people are just like busybodies, who are just like the slightest thing that they see, they want to report on. I mean, if we go back to the last few months, how many of these quote unquote Karens were on the money? Like, man. You, that was good. That guy was doing something. Like, usually it's bird just, watching. Yeah, like somebody's watching birds or they're just dicking around, just living their life, you know. So they have a very low batting average. But on the whole, I'm saying like if you, there should be like a questionnaire. Like would you snitch on somebody if they didn't file their taxes? Like that sort of stuff, let somebody be, right? Let the tax man deal with that, right? But if somebody killed somebody, 
You can't have shades of gray on your moral no, compass, you can't, man. You can't. There, there, there are certain things that matter, and there are certain things that are just like, that's their personal problem. It's not up to you. But if somebody's committing a crime, a serious crime, this niching thing doesn't make sense. So on the, ba- the basketball front, yeah, so there's a hotline. And actually, uh, people what, have called in. People have called in. Uh, just to kind of uh, uh, go back a second, there was a similar thing in the state of California. When the, the pandemic oh, the was starting, yeah. If you state. see somebody not adhering to the shelter in place, this is the number. I think New York tried to implement that. So they, they've kind of floated that idea in the general public. But yeah, in the NBA, if, you know, if they see you just walking around. And I believe Dwight Howard was seen walking around without a mask because in his mind, he's like, I'm already in the bubble. Why do I need to, you know, that would be like, uh, uh, you know, like having a, two condoms on at once, right? So in Hitman, he's thinking, I'm already inside, so I'm already safe. But then somebody, uh, apparently somebody, it's probably like a reporter or yeah, those are usually the type to, I don't think it was like a fellow player, right? It's yeah, likely but, somebody else. But let's transition anyway. Um, since we were talking about the bubble and players uh, possibly breaking the rules of quarantine and doing these things. You mentioned Lou Williams, right? Yeah. And uh, you mentioned it in a very professional light. Like, he took a proper leave of absence for a funeral. He did nothing. You know, everything he did was innocent, right? Nothing malicious. Nothing out of the ordinary. But he did do something. You're right. So, he, you know, somebody in his family or somebody close to him died. He asked for a leave of absence. That's part of the process. You, If there's, like, a valid reason for you to, to get out of the bubble, you'll be excused. And then when you come back, you have to sit out for a period of time you have to be tested and then brought back into the fold lou williams does that he leaves he comes to atlanta where he lives as a backdrop uh he's from atlanta right, right. yeah he played basketball in a suburb right. high school basketball right. yeah. In a suburb so, he's, atlanta. Yeah. so he's from here he's from people here know him people right. respect him right so uh he has roots here so he comes he attends either funeral or just like just something at home where just the family and close friends are together uh, and that should be the end of it. Then he should then beeline back to uh, the bubble, right? Well, what if he was hungry and he just wanted so, to grab a bite to eat? If you're hungry, you know, you can a- have somebody pick up something. I mean, there's a lot of options if you're hungry, right? So Lou Williams thought that before he goes back into the bubble, he'll make a detour to one of his favorite places to eat. Now, this place to eat just so happens to also be a strip club, right? Gentleman's club. A gentleman's club, which is, uh, I've been to plenty of strip clubs. Not a lot of gentlemen there. I don't know why. (laughs) And by the way, for those listeners who don't know, we're we're recording this out of Atlanta, right? We're both from Atlanta. And Magic City is a very popular strip club in Atlanta. Uh, Tens and tens of rappers. If you listen to rap, Drake, everybody, they've talked about Magic City. So this is a renowned place. It should also be, uh, I've never actually, I've been to a good number of strip clubs in Atlanta. I've never been to that one, right? But from what I hear, it's apparently a nice... It's next to it. Amtrak station is kind of in a shady area. Right. There's not much else around it, right. but it has withstood the test of time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, probably all those uh, rap uh, uh, shout-outs. Anyways, he goes to a strip club and he gets his wings. Now, he is so renowned at this uh, magic city he has wings named after him, right? So there's like a Lou Williams, like lemon pepper, lemon pepper barbecue, right? And apparently their wings are good. Just as a sidebar, I think every wing place is the same. It's all the same shit. But you know, as another sidebar though, yeah. not only are they so good, your boy Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel replied to some uh, post on Instagram about this incident, right. and he said those might be the best wings I've ever now, had. Now, 
just, to, just to kind of clarify, the reason why a lot of people came to his defense or the food defense is because the argument that Lou Williams made was that he was only there for the wings. This is his favorite place to eat food. So this would be no different than me going to Hattie B's, right? And a bunch of, yeah, and then just a bunch of strippers just shaking their ass, right? That, that's like the only other thing that's in addition to. So a lot of people didn't buy it, right? A lot of people were calling bullshit on that because that sounds like, oh, I just read Playboy for the articles, right? Bullshit. Right? So it, it comes across as bullshit, but a surprising number of not only athletes, but also report, beat reporters and things like that that have had the wings have come to his defense that they're like, hey, I'm not saying anything else, right? He, it's still irresponsible if you want to make that. But as far as the veracity of the food is good claim, he's right on that, right? Like the, the wings are really good. So apparently, even though it's still irresponsible what he did, apparently the food at a strip club, which I those two things don't mix, right? I mean, it's like wings and stuff like. But it's, it's not like gourmet food, right? food, you know? It's not like it... It's like a three-course meal with a creme But you're, brulee. like, within, like, striking distance of, like, chlamydia, right? And you're eating your wings. Like, you know, you don't think, you, aren't people, I'm, I mean, I probably would eat, because if I'm there, I'm probably under a, uh, I'm probably inebriated, right? So I probably would eat. But, like, to go there, like, sober, like, on an afternoon to eat wings at a strip club, that seems a little weird. But the twist I heard was, which I don't know if this is true or not, because, you know, uh, when you start a podcast, right? We don't have a lot of time to prep for right. these things. So you just Google, right? right? And you kind of, if you find two or three articles that confirm that, you kind of take it as the gospel. So I was reading, I think it was on vulture.com. They said reportedly there were no entertainers present, meaning ladies. I don't know if I believe it's that. It's not true. It's not true. So you're right. If you do Google, if you're just reading, then there's a lot of reporting on that. So there were, there were a couple of pictures. I don't know if it was a DJ or his friends, but they took a picture of Lou Williams like, in, like walking, maybe he was walking towards the kitchen, but in the background, there are strippers walking down the wherever, you know, where they do their little dance at, before they do the table dancing. So yeah, there were strippers. Maybe they were wearing masks, but they weren't wearing anything else, right? So it's like- Oh, they were wearing a mask. It right, just wasn't on their face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, uh, that's, first of all, just think about that for a moment. So they, some people think that there's a scenario where a strip club is closed for the strip club purpose, but open for the food purpose. Like we're just now a restaurant, right? I mean, it doesn't make any sense, right? It's still a strip club and there are still strippers there. What I don't understand is, okay, if I go to any establishment and they have a menu item that's named after me, yeah, I deserve complete anonymity, right? I need to walk in there and don't nobody need to post nothing, say nothing, tweet nothing about my presence there. And it should be understood because, hey, I'm famous and you named something after me. So let me kind of do my thing. So why are people even right. posting stuff now, of him, especially knowing right. the whole bubble? Right, thing. right. Exa yeah. Now, here's the thing. And this is in no way hypocritical of what I'm going to say next. My position earlier on, um, on the snitch culture, right? This is the proper scenario where you shouldn't be snitching on anybody, right? This is an off-the-record excursion, right? Everybody should be in the know. This is no time to be taking pictures because, like, people are just kind of snapping. And, you know, you're not actually supposed to have pictures taken. I think that's just the general rule, right? But, yeah, if somebody sees a celebrity, they will, they will record it. This is the perfect scenario where... If you wanna, if you wanna channel your I don't wanna snitch energy, th this is the setting to not snitch, right? 
Because you're right. I, I I don't know. Like you think that if he was at some random strip club he's not familiar with in Orlando, they don't owe it to him. They'll take a picture. But if this is at your home strip club where people know you, your name is listed, you think that it would be like an unwritten rule. And I'm sure that that's the case like in New York. I'm sure there's like places where Robert De Niro goes back when he was younger where he could just go and get a beer and nobody's going to be gawking at him, right? Like this is like his hang, right? This should be Lou Williams' hang. But people these days, they can't help themselves. No respect. Man. Right. People, Everybody's got to get that little bit of fame. Right. A little bit of And I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure the person who, because uh, uh, they used the Instagram or whatever account that they had where the pictures were, that got a lot of retweets and stuff like that. So if the person was just in it for that, they got something out of their, um, their snitching. Well, up until today, like I said, it's been a shallow world of sports. There's not much going on. Up until today, that was probably the headline right. grabber in the NBA for the last few days, right? right? And uh, again, like you said, it's funny seeing the people that came out in favor. Right. They're like, oh, man, the yeah, them wings, man. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of funny. And I, I even read some people went to Magic City the day or two after and said, you know, I got to try these wings. And almost universally, everybody was like, yo. You know, somebody said they're uh, fire. They're they're like the probably only strip club that, that you can get through like one of the delivery apps. That's interesting. Like Post, whatever, or Uber so Eats. So it's or, that good. Yeah. People are ordering it, it for takeout. <laughs> Damn. So you're going to order yeah. wings from a strip club yeah. Hold the without even yeah, holding the stripper. Are they kidding me? So yeah. So maybe, yeah. They should actually just lean into that. Like our wings are so good. People order it without, like they didn't want the naked women. They're like, just hold the naked women. Give me them wings. Wow, that's got to be interesting. Imagine you, your wife sees that uh, credit card statement. Be like, wait, wait, Magic City. Right. $22. The hell? Yeah, $22? <laughs> you can barely get a dance. Right, no, yeah. No, 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 yeah. It's just wings, It's just man. wings. Those yeah. Lou William yeah. wings. That's what I got. <laughs> that's what I got. Yeah, that's right. They should, they should have like a different name for the pickup, you know, option. It shouldn't say Magic City, like adult entertainment or something like Magic that. Magic titty. Yeah, ma- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know what you're getting. It, it would get somebody into trouble, but yeah. So well, anyways, Lou Williams, he's a, because of that whole fiasco, endeavor, whatever you want to call it, right? He's quarantined for 10 but days. The pro- so he's not playing in tonight's game. Right. Now, here's the thing. I'm surprised that it was only 10, because if he went straight to the funeral and back, it would have been 10 games. I mean, 10 days. Because that's the, it used to be 14 days where you had to set out and it's been revised to 10. He should get 10 that he would have gotten anyways, plus some sort of penalty, like two games on top of that. Because right now, uh, Magic City gets, gets a little uh, marketing bump, right? Everybody knows about their wings. Uh, and two, nothing happens to him, right? He would have... Under the best of circumstances, he would have gotten the same 10 days. So they need to, like, tack oh, on some oh, sort come of... come on top? Over the because, top? Another punishment? Because 10 is not a punishment. 10 is what he would have gotten even if he didn't do anything. Why does it matter what you do? Are you telling me it matters what you do? What I'm saying is, okay, so if, it, you, if, you, get, if you get out of the bubble for a good reason and you come back, you have to sit out 10 days. If you get out of the bubble for a good reason and you do some other shit, and you come back, it's still the same 10. If, I was, if something happened, like, oh, my, uh, I don't know, my brother has a kid, so I want to see the, the birth of, you know, I'm sure that's not a good excuse, but like some seemingly good reason, and then I can just go to a strip club afterwards, it's going to be, might as well, there's no punishment, right? It's going to be 10 days no matter what. That, that'll be like a conspiracy tank job that something will happen. Like, you know, so um, I won't go into the, the details of the NBA, how it's going to restart, but 
Essentially, they invited, I think, 22 teams back to the bubble, right? Uh, two or three of these teams are, they have no chance, right? It was just kind of almost just an honorary invite. I think right? it's basically like the 16 that are the both eight seeds. And then and there's like, another like four that right, could be in right. contention, Like right? that are within number of games. So it's not equal on the East and West. There are more West Conference teams. Yes, than there's, I think there's only uh, two in the bottom tier that were invited from the East. But the thing is, like, there's only eight games they're doing as play-in games to the playoffs. So really, that's only applicable to like the seven, eight, nine seeds, right. right? And then they'll sort all that out. But what if, you know, you're a team that's on the fringe of that, you're on the tail end like the Wizards or whatever, right? People like that, like, or a team like the Pelicans, right? Which most people, uh, analytics websites are predicting, even though they're four games behind right. the, the Grizzlies, they're going to catch them in eight games, right? Right, which seems like a lot, but people a lot are of things will have to that. go right, right. But what if like they lose their first couple games? And so they're like, you know, we, we need a tank job. We need to do something. And so they all just go <laughs> to the strip club and they're all like, oops, right. we didn't know. We, uh, I guess we're going to quarantine for the remainder of the season. But they, I mean, they would forfeit all those games. Wouldn't they they would forfeit, but yeah. if they're already out of it. Right. That's and, true. And I, I believe uh, when a team is eliminated, they're kicked out of the bubble. Oh, they don't have to play, play the rest of the yeah, games? Yeah, because basically, I mean, no, I, I, they'll play the eight. But, you know, like yeah, after the, that, the, the majority of the, the, the calendar is playoffs, you know, first round, second round. So only the top teams are going to be in there. So after each round, when a team gets eliminated, they're out. So the pool of players in the bubble shrinks after each round. So, like, after the eight games, when the playoff begins – uh, you have those six teams out, right? So basically you only have 16 out of the 22 teams, right? And then after that, it will only have eight, then four, then two, you know? So like as soon as you're eliminated from contention, you're out because there's no point of you just to stick around if you have no future games. There's no consolation game. Well, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Right. But so I wonder like once they leave the bubble, they don't have to right. they, they quarantine. Can just, yeah, they can just go, they can go yeah. home. Yeah, so basically like the, the first three weeks, you'll have all, like the first two weeks, you'll have, every team and then 16s will be gone and then 18s will be gone so like in very short order you'll you'll be down to just 18 from 22 uh so it's not going to be that long so yeah so they don't have to devise a scheme to 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 kind of get out of the last couple of games of the eight that they have to play because they've already invested some time they had to be in the bubble some time ago so i'm sure they'll just do their eight game commitment if they're like not going to make it and then just go home you know, um, I guess let's get a little bit serious, right? Because I did say we're going to talk about sports, right? And right. so far we talked about, you know, um, periphery sports topics, right? Um, so we don't have to get too deep into it because the NBA is starting today. Today's opening night, right? So we're taping this on a Thursday, July 30th, right? So right now on the TV, the Jazz and the Pelican are, Pelicans are playing. And then, you know, the Lakers and the Clips are playing next, right? So those are the only two games on the calendar tonight. Right. Doubleheader, right? Kind of feels like, like the good old days, Thursday night, TNT right. doubleheader, right. even though it's not. And actually... Looking at it right now, it doesn't seem that bad. Right. It's actually not because you From know, a like, visual perspective. Right. Because the, 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 the point of view for, for, for basketball is pretty focused on the court and then a few seats, right? Uh, whereas in baseball, as soon as they pan out, you'll see there's nobody there. And same thing with football. But like with basketball, it almost works because like they're zooming down to the court and then you can kind of see the benches. Uh, and that's basically it. And then you see a lot of international ball. Like, where there's not a lot of fans, you know, so this is not that unusual where they're just kind of focusing on the, so I think the TV product is not going to be all that different. Yeah. I want to see, um, after we finish up this tape and we're going to watch a Lakers game. So I'm kind of curious to see how with the audio and the volume, right? Cause right now it's turned off. That's how true. That's yeah. I guess. Go. Yeah. I, I, are they piping? Cause they did a little piping in of the noise for 
baseball like are they gonna be i don't know but i nba is pretty progressive in the way they approach these things so i think they'll tinker around with stuff so at first they'll try one thing in a week or two they might try another thing right. but you know let's get back on topic to opening night jazz pelicans we really, I don't really care that much about either of these two teams. And, you know, I mean, the NBA really cared about the Pelicans making it because they of have course Zion. Zion. Yeah. yeah so. But even then, I, I got a feeling that the, they won't make yeah. it. Right? And it'll be a moot point. It's like, why even invite them? Right. But the top two teams in the West, the Lakers and Clippers, right. which I'm going to give the listeners here a little background because it's been a long time since the season finished right, or was postponed. So before the break, the Lakers had four games. Final game, I forget who was against before the break uh, or before the stop and play. Um, they lost. But the three games prior to that, they played Philly, Milwaukee, and the Clippers. They won all three. Right, and these are the contending teams. Yeah, and this was like the Lakers because they had kind of a up and, like they had a lull a little bit before that. And they won three in a row. Anthony Davis, LeBron looked right. And it was like the Lakers, they're ready. They're making that late season run. You know, they're already the number one seed. Clippers, kind of fading, but number two team in the, in the West, right? So what I'm curious is, you know, tonight there's a bunch of players not playing. Right. I think Montrezl Harrell's not playing. Lou Williams is not going to be playing. I think Anthony Davis is playing, even though he was questionable. Most of the Lakers, I think, are going to be there. But, you know, um, what, what do you think? I don't think um, I would read too much into whatever the outcome is tonight, right? Because, like, it's, it's the first game back. I mean, it's over four and a half months since they last played actual ball. Um, yeah, a couple of players are on the sidelines. I think... Um, maybe this would be like a good like tune-up game, but I don't think it would be like, let's say the Lakers, you know, I'm assuming the Lakers are probably going to win tonight. If they won by, you know, comfortable, you know, margin, I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, but, you know, way too early to tell, right? As yeah. far as the postseason, even though the postseason's happening in like two weeks or three right. weeks, right? Anything that you feel, I know our minds have sort of been um, in hibernation mode from right. sports. So there's very little to process in the meantime, but has anything changed your opinion of who may come no, out of each conference? I, I still think it'll be Lakers Bucks. Okay. For a I would want a good playoff run where let's say Sixers or somebody else to give a t or I don't think Toronto's I don't, somebody in the East to kind of give the Bucks a tough round. Celtics? Maybe the Celtics. Yeah, they've been playing well, right? Um, Did you know? which I did not know. Now, I knew this team was doing well. I knew this, right? But I did not know they were doing this well. As of right now, as the season has suspended and just restarted, the Raptors have a better record than the Clippers. Oh, really? So the Raptors are the second team Over in the East, so they have the third best record overall. Okay. Okay? So I actually didn't know that. Not that that means they're, they're better than the right, Clippers. Right, right, right. Okay? Are we overlooking Toronto in any way? Yeah, I mean, because they're missing the special sauce, you know? They don't have Kawhi anymore, right? So... In the plan, like, you know, sometimes, yeah, a team, there have been plenty of 60-plus win teams in the regular season, and people still kind of discounted them. Like, for instance, the Toronto Raptors of the past, whenever they would come up against LeBron, you know, where it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, that's a nice, you know, first overall seed, and then they would lose to... So, without a... Co or somebody, like, see, I come... They have a lot of good players, right? But who's the ball gonna go through when they do a best-of-seven against the Bucks? you know, like, would they be able to, to win a best of series against like Milwaukee? And if they were somehow to make it through, would they be able to beat a Clippers or a Lakers in the finals? I, I don't know if they'd beat a team on the West, okay? okay? And I don't even know that they'd beat the top teams in the East, Boston, Milwaukee. But, you know, I mean, there's no more LeBron there. I, I would not put money, like I wouldn't put any large amount of money that if it was the Eastern Conference Finals that the Bucks 
we're definitely going to beat the Raptors. Right. I, I know that sounds stupid because if you look statistically, like, you know, we're not going to go inside kickball here and stuff and get too deep on the stats, but the Bucks are a historically, statistically great team. If you look at their That's, stats, yeah. they compare to like the 96 Bulls type, like it, some of their stuff is crazy. So all signs point to they are steamrolling. Yeah, this is a formidable team and they're, yeah, they should make it through. But I don't, Maybe, but, this, you know, okay. maybe this is just a prisoner of the unknown kind of thing. But, you know, I just have a little doubt on the Bucks. I don't right. know. Now, the thing is, I mean, you say that they don't have to worry about LeBron. They just don't have to worry about LeBron for one more round. Yeah, but if you make it to the finals and you, think you they're lose like, well, a year after losing Kawhi, it'll be like, it'll be but like, then you, like, let's say it'll be free money. House money in the finals. This, you beat a statistical juggernaut in the Bucks, and then you make it to the finals and you get, you get like a gentleman's sweep. 4-1. House money, man. To LeBron. But it's, it's just to that. This fucking guy is still there. Like, this guy. Yeah, no but they already have a gone. ring. Right. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it would matter. I think it just the making of the finals, they would be the most loose playing team ever because they already have a ring. Uh, nobody expected them to be there. And I think it Although, would be- what if it would be... I mean, if that happened, if they were to somehow, like, beat the Buck in that variation of the world, you know, uh, in this alternate universe... The Kawhi's Clippers would have beaten the Lakers, and then Kawhi will be going up against his old team. Like, that would be the. I, I, like, I, I think, I mean, this is all chalk talk, but I do think the Lakers and the Bucks are going to meet in the finals. It would be funny if it was the other way around. Like, the two teams that, like, because everybody's looking for the observer. If you're like a fan of the Lakers or whatever, then I can kind of see why you have a rooting interest. But, like, otherwise, you just want to see the most entertaining matchup, and you have. The Greek freak on one side, and you got LeBron and AD on the other. So that would be the most entertaining overall matchup. Oh yeah, that would that would that would be great. I mean, I think either LA team makes it. That's what right. most fans want. NBA wants because you know you got a lot of storylines there. Obviously, if the Lakers make it, that's probably the best ratings wise. Yeah, if and the I, Lakers are in. Yeah, and if the Raptors make it, I think between Raptors and um, Milwaukee, whatever, like ratings right. wise, I don't think it matters. Like Boston I, I, obviously yeah, makes think, it. Yeah, there's a lot, you don't think there's a lot of uh, Greek freaks? Giannis Fans? Is, yeah, it's pretty big. Popular. Did you just call him Giannis? Yeah. Giannis. <laughs> For listeners that don't know, my, my boy here, Hamster, he grew up in Greece. That's right. Uh, not not when yet. he was there. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't say any. <laughs> I can't. I was alternate between the Giannis and Giannis. I think that's, that's, that's probably about it on the NBA front, right. right? I mean, obviously, as the season goes along, you know, we're going to have a lot more to talk do, about. Do, do you think uh, you were saying how progressive and uh, forward-thinking the uh, NBA is compared to some of the old stuffy leagues? Do you think that uh, the NBA makes some sort of deal with uh, the strip club of Atlanta and they'll, like, they'll bring the wings to the teams? You know, like, let's say the Clippers are in, like, in the Western Conference Finals, just so that there's no shenanigans, they'll bring, they'll fly in, let's say, 200 wings for the team. You think they would do some sort of promotional That, that, deal? that is also assuming that you believe what Lou Williams said and that he was just there for the wings. That- <laughs> yes, in that case, oh, yeah, for sure, man. It's like saying, you know, hey, man, I go to Waffle House on the regular for breakfast reading the newspaper. Right. You know what? Most people are not in a proper state of mind That's when they're true, yeah. in a Waffle House. Yeah. And if you are the one random person newspaper 7 a.m with a cup of black coffee at the Waffle house yeah you're the freak man right you're not the 4 a.m drunkards yeah yeah those are the regular clients yeah so can you believe pilot episode believe it or not we have a sponsor can't believe that you think it it must be the name right people want to flock to the buffer i think so 
until we change the name to something else right. and then we'll pick up another sponsor, <laughs> you know? So, have, Ham, have you ever come up with a genius idea? A genius idea only to be stuck patting your empty pockets and search your phone, notebook, scrap of paper. All the time. Anything, right, to jot down the billion-dollar right. idea that just popped in your Because head. a genius idea is fleeting. Well, shrug your shoulders no more, Ham. There is a solution that will prevent you from becoming penniless, destitute, and devoid of ideas. You want to know what that is? I'm listening. I think you have an idea. It's called the neck pad. The neck what? The neck pad. Ooh. Is it a necklace? Is it a notebook? Nope. It's both. So this is a notepad around your neck. When that epiphany strikes you, Ham, just reach for your neck pad and scribble down your thoughts. The neck pad is available in silver, chrome, gold, and platinum finishes, pen not included, paper sold separately. That is fictional. Wow, starting off with uh, high caliber companies. We're in demand, man. What can That's I right, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think I, I mentioned we're going to talk sports, right? And we're going to kind of uh, dip our toes into other stuff. And obviously right now, the sports is limited. Right. So, you know, that'll, that'll build every episode. We'll have a little more, especially kind of when the NFL, when, if they right. come back, you know. The crash and burn, just, yeah. Right. Players aren't lined up in the ICU instead of on the PUP list. Right, right. Then uh, we can talk more about that. Let's kind of transition over to something that's more in your wheelhouse, oh. more your, uh, your niche, your ballpark. Yes. It's politics. I guess this sort is of. Like tangentially right. this is, related yeah, to politics. Right. Um, I guess anything silly that's tangentially related to politics. Trump will latch onto that anyway. Right. So it becomes a topic. So let's talk about this doctor, right? She's a doctor, right? She, Official doctor. She is a pediatrician of some sort. And yep. she's also a religious like minister or whatever. So let, for the listeners, just set the stage real quick about what you're talking about and why this is an actual story. So just to kind of reset, a few months ago, our, our dear president, um, he was fixated on this particular drug as far as uh, treating the uh, coronavirus. He didn't really want to do any of the conventional things, you know, as far as promoting wearing a mask and things like now, that. What was that drug called? Hydrochloroquine. Or as we're going to call it from now on, that dro. Right. I think it's like hydro, hydroxychloroquine. But okay. what are we going to call him? That dro. That dro, right? So for some reason, he kept on peddling this, almost as if he had, if he had like financial interest in it. And, and they looked into it. He doesn't really have much of an interest financially. Uh, How bad is it that the thought that the president could be financially motivated by something like this is even right. like a real thing that right. people have to research? That's true. But I, I mean, you know, history tells you you should kind of keep an eye on him. Anyways, that kind of had its moment in the news cycle. And then a lot of studies came out saying maybe... We can't really pinpoint as to what positive effect this has. And in, in some ways, it may have negative impact, right? So they kind of stopped talking about it. Over the last week or so, there was this video that was circulating around. And actually, one of our friends, uh, cousin, uh, shared it in a group chat. So it made its way everywhere. It wasn't just like some random video, right? Crazy finds everybody. Right. Crazy, me. yeah. You know, like... In, 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 in the real world, the cream rises to the top to suggest that good ideas rise to the top. The internet is almost like this bizarro upside down world where terrible things go to the top, right? So there was this, and, and we know more now about who was behind it, but there was this, uh, there is a right-wing group, uh, the Tea Party Patriots. They're the ones that, that found like about a dozen doctors from across the country who didn't believe in the conventional wisdom as far as the methodical approach that like Fauci 
and Burks and all of the other medical professionals were saying as far as don't try anything unnecessary, blah, 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 right? So they, they rounded up these 10, and she, you know, uh, Emmanuel, we're going to go with her name, Emmanuel, she... Let's just call her, not to be a spoiler, but let's call her the witch doctor. Right, the witch doctor, and, the, and this is why I believe 12 million views, it had like a lot of views, right, this, this clip. She took center stage. I think the longer clip shows other doctors kind of circling and making their arguments, but nowhere, no one has made the argument that she did. And she kept on going on and on about how not only is the, the DRO uh, safe, it is, in fact, the cure. You don't need it to wear any masks. Kids can go to school. So just on the surface, she was making a lot of irresponsible claims. But that's not why the video popped, right? She is uh, from Cameroon by way of a Nigerian school, right? And so she has this... Uh, these statements that she made that, are, that sound out there, uh, but some reporters, some people online looked into her other statements, and she has made a lot of statements. There's a lot of YouTube clips of her talking about witches, talking about like these evil demons. Uh, you, you know, a lot of a lot of the ailments that some women have, like uh, endometriosis and things of that nature, are caused by the women in their dreams sleeping with demons so they're having sex with demons in their sleep and it's causing these internal issues giggity, giggity. right right so she has a lot of unconventional uh views and side note not that there's anything wrong with that right but if i was to have sex with a demon i'm pretty sure i'd have stomach issues right <laughs> yeah i mean it does track but she's saying that this is happening in your dreams right so she says a lot of outlandish things now when this the initial push so I think probably two, let's say, let's say 10 million views total, right? As of this recording, probably 2 million was just, they're saying something we want to be true, right? Because sometimes people, you know, I always ask myself, is what you're reading true or do you want it to be true? Because you can kind of blind yourself into believing something without doing any additional research because it tracks with what you already believe. So there's a lot of people who are fans of Trump who just want him to be right on this point. So, so let, me, let me stop you there for a second. Let me interrupt. So are you telling me, Okay, had a lot of views, 12 million views or something. Yeah. Are you saying there's a large chunk of those people that kind of want to believe that this DRO is a legit cure? There, there is a portion of the total. So like I said, if there were 10 million views, two of those, like 20% of those views were the early, I want this to be true, let me share with people, right? I think what got it up to this level is when the reporting happened where like this lady was talking about witches and demons, and that added the additional... Because right now it's like this runaway train, like where everybody's seen her just kind of spazzing out uh, in Washington, D.C. because of what they know of her now. The initial group, when they were pushing her, I don't think they did a lot of research. And by the way, Tea Party, whatever, America, do a little digging. Like, it's not like this is like hidden information. This is on her YouTube page. This is on her Facebook page. Yeah, she actively promotes this, yeah, right? Yeah, she wasn't hiding. She has, she has sermons, right? right? She has she... sermons, yeah. She, was hi she wasn't hiding any of this stuff. So the online platforms kicked her out, like uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook kicked her out entirely, right? Because she's spreading false information. So she posted on some other social media platform that God's going to strike down the Facebook servers or something because... Please, God, let that happen. Yeah. Please. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can Please find, be right about yeah, one thing. Yeah, you can find common, some common cause with her. You know, she's not all wrong, but it was just weird how this crazy lady 
people latched onto because she was saying something. But I think they, I still don't think people listen to the whole thing because most people, even Trump, they think that this is a good treatment, right? She thinks that it is the cure and you don't need to take any other precaution. Basically, it's like you take this and it, why do you need to social distance? Why do you need to wear a mask? Why do you need to worry about kids in school? I don't think, I mean, it, she's kind of been the laughing stock in the last week, but like, I don't think people picked up on the, sh- how far she took it. She thinks that this is the, the end all be all. And actually, if anybody ever gets a chance to watch the full clip of her when they're talking, the other doctors kind of realize, oh, she's kind of getting out there because she was saying things that were probably beyond what they were all there for. Basically, yeah, they, they tried to. Pull her off yeah, they're trying to get her like in a gentle way, like, all right, good, you know, basically trying to get her off because she kept on going on and on and on. I think she called out uh, uh, Gupta, you know, uh, uh, Sanjay. Yeah, she's my like, brother, oh, he's brother? A, he, and she, first of all, I, I don't know what the pecking order is with uh, doctors. Maybe Gupta's know. on top. Come on, man. But she, she name checked his profession to say, what do you know? Wow, and he's like a neurosurgeon. Like he's like some. Uh, she, she she kept she did. Her you own. only know the brain. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? I was like, you know, you're like uh, I don't know what pediatricians do, but like uh, they're the kid doctors, right? Right. So I'm assuming that in the pecking order of doctors, but she kept on like, what does he know? I treat a patient. He don't know shit because I guess he he must have criticized her. But the whole video, I mean, it's a little too long. Uh, if the idea was to promote this drug. Uh, do further research before you let some crazy woman derail the conversation. Because now nobody's talking about the drug. They're just saying, man, that crazy person is crazy. She believes in some weird shit. And you know, the funny thing was, um, I used to, you know, I'm not a big uh, current news events kind of guy, generally speaking. And I used to always think like, why do people spend so much time on their feeds looking at these stupid articles? They're so dumb. They can never be substantiated. Like, Anything we see show up on our feed, we take it as the gospel. Right. And now that, you know, we have this podcast, these are the stories right, that's yeah, they're, 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 that are interesting right, enough to talk about, right. especially now in a new cycle where the, the politics thing is dying down a little bit, right? right? Because uh, it'll all ramp up in a moment. Right, right, right. And sports is slowly building its way back up. There's no movies. Right. There's no TV. Well, there is TV, which we're going to talk about. Right. Uh, there's trash TV, right? There's right. not much else that's new. But before we go on to that, anything more you got on this witch doctor? and the No, drone? no, I, I, I would uh, suggest if anybody wants to have a laugh and, you know, th- just to kind of support your point, uh, the reason why these things do circulate is because they're good fodder for discussion. You know, like, can you believe this crazy this? You know, it's, it, it, it's very understandable why it has traction online because it's like you just point to it. Like, look, look at this crazy person. It's like all those stories about some crazy kook in florida like florida man has been like a thing because there's yeah. always story coming out of florida but yeah other than that no i don't have anything else to add to that this is what um i think society all of us especially the, the younger generation when i say younger internet generation right? right um this is what we do the stuff that we send each other on whatsapp and text this is what we send each other right, right? we don't send each other hey this is the way to get like a six pack of abs and if you follow the insanity no we don't do that we send silly dumb articles right. yeah because they generate a response. And obviously, everyone has a take on stuff like this. You could not care about anything as soon as you hear semen. Right. Yeah. Witches, that, yeah, vaccine, yeah. Right. It's and, like, I bet, yes, and I bet you, talk. like, and, and it's not just limited to us lowbrow people. I bet you all of the, like, the New York Times and NPR, they're probably giddy. Like, oh, we get to talk about this. And they're, like, trying to be all, like, upper, you know, like, they're trying to be all, like, uh, trying to say it the right way. But, like, 
people are amused by these kind of goofy stories. Because, I mean, it's a pretty stupid, like, the person is still a practicing. So, on one hand, they have the, the mental capacity to be a functioning person, to have a medical degree, to leave one continent, to come to America. So, like, there's, there's something there. But then at the same time, there's this other part of her that's, like, batshit crazy. Look, crazy isn't reserved for the unintelligent, right? right? <laughs> yeah, Anybody of any ethnicity right. education can be crazy. Right. And still be respectable in some ways. Right. While still being kooky in other right. ways, right? Right. So, you know, I, I wonder what uh, Gupta and Fauci. Yeah. What, I wonder, you know, if they're, uh, you know, the Taco Bell drive through you know, let me get a bean burrito, let me get a gordita chalupa. I wonder if they're kind of talking about these crazy I'm sure they are. doctors and stuff, especially the ones that are more uh, right-leaning that Trump kind of touts these guys. I wonder if they're like, dude, man, are you serious? Right. These guys in our same profession, right. we share white coats. Right. Oh, Seriously? I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they talk shit about each other. They're probably a little jealous. They're like, probably Gupta's like, you know, I, I, I posted this article about how, uh, you know, potatoes can help right. your mental capacity. Right. And I got like a thousand views. Right. And, this and then this got girl like talking about yeah. demon, <laughs> semen, DNA, all this stuff. And right. she got totally views. So maybe there's a little bit of that. Right, right. So I mentioned a little bit about TV, right? There's not much on TV. There's you know the, the, trash. Right. Uh, maybe I don't want to call it trash because the, the show we're going to talk about here, I will fully you, admit, I haven't never, seen an episode. You've never seen it. Okay. Okay. But I feel like after you describe this show, right. the listeners will understand why I may have an interesting perspective on right. it. Now, now, the reason why maybe I find it interesting, because I don't know much about this world. So this is a, a matchmaking show. There's oh, plenty hold on, of, hold on, hold on. Yeah. How do you not know much about this world? You've Look, been how many Indian weddings? No, how many but friends I, do you I, have that are Indian? No, no. This specific, like, the inner workings of, of uh, Indian matchmaker, uh, I'm not too... I mean, yeah, if it was just a wedding, that would be one thing. But, and you haven't seen the show. So the, the whole concept is you take your typical matchmaking show, I think Bravo the women's channel, all these like cable channels have some version of this, but the focus is specifically on Indians, right? So uh, each episode, and, and the one good thing about the show is that it, it doesn't stick to two couples for like 10 episodes, right? So they kind of have a matchmaker and they have a recurring set of characters where they just kind of follow along with them. So, But this is a... This is a documentary. It's, it's about real people. Yeah, yeah, it's about real people. There are certain parts that look like they were kind of reenacted kind mm -hmm. of so the whole premise is there are these uh indians who are most of them are either late 20s or into their 30s basically they're now there's like a little bit of anxiety about whether or not they're going to find somebody and get married because like they want to be married and settled all of their friends are married and settled their parents are nagging them so it's not like they don't want to like they want to be married their family wants them to be married and they're kind of getting up there in age right so then they, they're like, oh, I never thought I would stoop to this level where I need to have an Indian mat. But, you know, whatever. Here I am, right? So they go. So each let, episode. Let me, let me add something there. Um, the funny thing is when you say that the, the, I'm sure they've said this on the show, but, right. you know, I'm Indian, obviously, for listeners that don't know. I'm Guju. That means I'm Gujarati. Indian people have this thing like uh, we kind of uh, denigrate, make fun of, poke fun at this system of matchmaking and arranged marriages. Because it's very commonplace in the Indian culture, okay? We all kind of, especially second generation Indian Americans type people, we, we do that, right? But it's always in our back pocket right, to go that route if we have to. So no matter how much we make fun of it, when push comes to shove, we'll say, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll give this matchmaking thing a try. Right. And, and, and 
what 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 I like about the show are not necessarily the young people. It's just like the older people. So at the beginning of each episode, starting from like the second episode on. So the very first episode, they don't do this, but uh, I don't think so. Uh, but they open with a couple that's been married for 30 years. Indian couple. Indian couple. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how it was arranged and when they met each other. You know, they, they crack all these little jokes. You can kind of see they have this like obvious 30-year marriage so they're kind of they're insulting each other like it's all done out of love but it's just interesting how they kind of work them in and then they cut back to these young people and if you watch one uh matchmaking show you've seen them all people have like some ridiculous like sta- like standards like you okay, know okay okay we talk about this off air a little right. bit give me a couple of them that stood out to you that was like really man so basically you know so so there was this one uh this one uh woman she, she basically wanted somebody She's like, this is my must or whatever, right? Uh, now, certain things that they don't even go over, like you have to be like Indian and Hindu, you know, like so some baseline things that are like, these are the checklists that I want. Now, these people, though, they have money, though, right? Is that not the Yeah, case? they're all, I mean, nobody's like poor, right? Okay. I mean, they're not like, you know, like super rich, but, you know, they're, they're of, of means, right? So there was one where, and, and I think they were playing it up in, in, the, in, in the edit, you know, because sometimes they'll edit it in a certain way, like this person's flaky, this person is this. So this person was just like, indecisive so she'd be like uh they must uh they must like they must love dogs or not you know it's fine if they don't they must do this you know they must want to travel or they can one of them stay at home like she kept on painting this very broad picture and the matchmakers like if i was a matchmaker i'd be like like, what do you you know based based on your criteria you should have met someone when you were 17 years old right you're basically saying everybody yeah you're just like i could eat anywhere you know it's like why are you still hungry right but yeah so there and then there was another person where Basically, like she would, uh, like she would knock points for like things that most people wouldn't have a problem with. And maybe she's looking forward; she's thinking in her forties and fifties. But she would be, uh, I don't want somebody like adventure. I don't want like oh, this person says here their hobbies are like they want to like uh, surf, like like things like where most people are like oh okay they have hobbies. Like that wouldn't be like a deal breaker. But she's she's very like oh this person you know she would go out on a date with them for like an episode. Uh, for one date and they're like oh this person is not is very laid back he's not into anything you know like he's not committed to his career and usually if you're on a date you're you're not that serious you know so oh no 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 right no. so hold, like, on, hold on let me, let me stop you there. i don't need to have watched this show to know what you're talking about yeah. right because obviously i'm brown and i've i've been through the dating scene I'm, i have I, I didn't do an arranged marriage right no matchmaking but obviously i know many people like that yeah. but indian people this is especially when you get older especially if they're into finding someone else Indian. So if they're into finding someone else Indian, they know of this system, they know of this protocol, right? So they are susceptible to this train of thought. A lot of times when you're older and you're looking for someone eventually serious, these thoughts, longevity, long-term thoughts will come into play. You know, you're not just thinking, oh yeah, these are certain character quirks. They're just unique or weird. You're thinking, do I see myself married to a person like this? Or what does that mean long-term? What does that mean for their career? You start thinking these things that you probably shouldn't that early. But when you're so tunnel-visioned on something like that, this is what you do. You, 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 just, you have a checklist of items that don't make any sense because maybe you just want to filter through the garbage and get to it. Right. But the more your checklist is, the longer it's going to take to find somebody, right? So I'm guessing this matchmaking lady, she uh, helps them whittle this down, so, opens up their mind. I mean, maybe? I've only seen... Maybe four, five episodes. No, there has been no like success story yet, right? And now this part could be, uh, 
from an outsider's point of view, there was one part where they go to like some, what, some astrologer or somebody who's like, oh, that's a big thing in India. Doing like culture. some sort of fortune. This guy, I'm sorry. I, I, maybe this is, uh, you know, impolite to say. It hey, hey, sounded well, ha- like hamster, he... Hamster. <laughs> Tread lightly. It sounded like he would, like, you, you know, I am sometimes full of shit, right? So when somebody else is full of shit, I kind of recognize it in them. So I got a lot of full of shit vibes from him. So this guy, his whole shtick is like, this woman came, this is one of the indecisive ones or the ones that don't like people that are too like laid back, right? So her mother told her to go um, to see this guy and then he would just be like, oh, this upcoming year, you know, something bad happened in the last like year, right? And then she's like, oh yeah, yeah. And then good things are happening in the next, it's like basically it's like everything like Taylor, it's like, you're not saying anything. Like, what are you looking? Like, you're, you're just, he was like, it's like the most vague things it's like might as well be like a, those Chinese cookie things that people read. Oh, through. you mean like the the priest, the holy guy yeah. was very vague. Yeah, 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 like what the hell? Those are not answers. But then maybe they were editing it, but they would edit back to them. Mm, it gave me a lot to think about. Like, no, what do you mean? He didn't say anything. He just like, uh, it's like you're open to like the next year. You have to be open to change or something or whatever. Like I'm probably doing it injustice, but like me just sitting down watching it, I was like, this guy is full of shit. I don't know what he's, basing this off of and maybe is there like a religious component to this is this a- it, it can be so um a lot of indian people what they do is when they do i don't want to call it matchmaking but the traditional form of matchmaking mac, sorry matchmaking for our generation is parents friends aunts uncles uh, they scan their own quote-unquote social network for women suitable, or, yeah. or men suitors that uh, you know, fit criteria. Right. And similar age, similar interests, blah, blah, blah. Cast, right? In Indian, uh, we won't get into this because it's a longer conversation now, but cast, how their family is, upbringing, right. th- those things matter. Right. But sometimes they'll look into kind of like the horoscope and stuff because there's a certain cultural, religious okay. format of stuff where they meet A, B, and C, so they're like a potential good match. Okay, so- and most people don't think twice about it. They just say, hey, that's a nice to have bonus. Okay. But then, yeah, I'm sure there's some people say, oh, X, eh, right. you didn't meet that criteria. But, I mean, it would be something if he said something specific to work, but he was just saying a lot of vague, I was like, you didn't say anything. Give He's- him a chance. It's only been, what, four or five episodes? But also, uh, going back to my, the, the one thing that I'll say is that it, it is heavily edited, so it's kind of hard to kind of m- make sense of it. There's one girl who's like outwardly, conventionally attract bubbly personality like you know like there's nothing she's hot yeah okay she's indian but like she keeps on she keeps on getting hung up that she's like from the islands she's like from guyana like she's like a few generations deep right yeah that's like like a different right it's kind of like the uh the indians that are from the uk okay they're they're indian right but they're also they're british right okay whereas when you take indians in america uh, most of us are indian right and we happen to be american but like when you're in the islands right like those indians usually from guyana from trinidad tobago and stuff they're very Caribbean. Their accent. Well, it makes sense. If you're like two, three generations deep. Yeah, but they're like very into the island culture. They're okay. very Caribbean, right? Like, that's why I'm not surprised to hear do they People from the island, do they want to marry Indians? Oh, yeah, I think, I think when you're so brown, that's the, that's no matter same. how far removed, you okay. could be the most whitewashed Indian person living in, you know, I don't know, Boston, Massachusetts, yeah. <laughs> that example, <laughs> or Dublin, Ireland, wherever. There's just something there. Right. Our culture is so but then, bright that you, you just... Even if you have no, like, active connection to the community, generally speaking, you just want to marry somebody that looks like you. But it, are, do uh, native Indians frown upon the island Indians? I mean, there's no such thing as a native Indian. You mean, like, living like in India? Like, from the actual India. 
I mean, they probably in some ways frown upon any Indian that is not from India per se. Not in, not in a negative sense, just like, hey, you're like a foreigner. Indian. Okay. Like uh, we call it, they call it NRIs, non-resident Indians. Okay. So all of us that don't live in India, we're NRIs, you know? And now as the West is embracing the East, we're all kind of the same. Like, for example, my cousin, when he came from India, he was 19 years old. He knew all this culture about stuff. He knew about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, okay. He knew about, see, the yeah. he knew about yeah. Titanic. Right. But the thing was, uh, back then, this was, you know, 20 years ago, uh, everything was delayed a little bit. So when a movie would come out in the U.S., it'd be delayed at least months there. And everything would be delayed. So everything he knew was a little bit off, but he knew like, pop you like culture. Baywatch? He's like, yeah, that's been off the air. Yeah, he's like, hey, what about Ultimate Warrior? I'm <laughs> like, dude, man, we're talking about The Rock. Right, yeah, yeah. He's got, oh, I see. So, but like, now, yeah. you know, like a movie's released here, it's released there. Everything's the same, right? Well, now we're losing ground. Like uh, Tenet is opening the other way. Like it's opening first outside of America. I know. Yeah, so yeah, maybe we're going to, but you're right. Yeah, for a long time, there was a, this gap. You, you could take, if you took two random people, one NRI from America, Indian American, and you took an Indian, native-born Indian person in India, Took away the accents, strip away the accent, just had them both maybe write a paper on pop culture. You probably would not be able to tell the difference, even with the slang both use with, you know, social media and everything. Like, you don't think it would show up in like, don't they watch that cricket baseball thing? Versus yeah, but if they keep those, uh, okay, regional so stuff out okay. of it. It's just talking. Okay. We're all connected that right. way. Now, maybe right. in uh, Mogadishu. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe the connect is yeah. not there, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm surprised, you know, you know, you're, you're of African descent. Yeah. You didn't take up for your, your girl, the witch doctor, you know? Oh, oh yeah, that's no, no. African. I guess uh, that's true. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Um, a bridge too far. Uh, as a future episodes will demonstrate, I will throw anyone under the bus. I, uh, no loyalties on my end. Even though I'm still staunchly against snitching, I will throw people under the bus if I see fit. Um, but one thing, uh, one, one other thing I'll, I'll, I'll mention of this uh, show, and by the way, if you're interested, it's on Netflix. There's actually also another show that's about dating there's no matchmaking uh it's just people are going out but it's limited to people like that are on the spec and it's like a lot more i will say more sincere explain spectrum like autism spectrum or okay. uh, yeah so yeah so basically people are just like uh they have some sort of whatever uh and they're kind of navigating similar waters but their interests are a little more narrow whereas like on this show it's just like i want the world but not all of it i want this like i want somebody who's funny but not somebody who's not serious, you know, like, it's just like, whatever. And, and that island, just to finish off uh, on the island girl, though, the pretty one. So she goes on on a date with somebody and they're hitting it off from what, you know, they're, there's no like lull in the conversation. Sparks the guy seems interested. And then I think they cut to like a future date. So the, it, basically the show, it, it appears that they've gone on a multiple date. And then eventually she brings her friends to meet them. So they, you know, we'll meet at this bar and her friends will be there and he'll show, you know, show up and then she'll introduce them. Right. He doesn't show up. Right. So like he would just flake and he would not explain why, like, oh, something happened. I was I was sick throwing out like, you know, it's bullshit, just, you know, ghosting or flaking or whatever they call it these days. But it just didn't make any sense. It's like you're you're heading it off with this person. And like I said, she's a pretty girl. Right. So what is the matter? So I don't know if it was like, maybe the family's like, oh, she's one of those Islanders. That's why I was asking, I was like, does it matter? Maybe it's like the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Like, she's like too hot for him to be respected. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, he was that's a right. Yeah, His patients right. would come in and be like, yo, your wife, she's, you know, right, that's you're true. a little too vain right, for me. Right. You're shallow. We can't do business. Yeah. On the other hand, um, I can't prove this, but there was another, uh, there's this uh, Indian guy. He seemed like a pleasant enough guy, but he's like, 
unreasonably tall. He's like six seven, right? And he's like a teacher, uh, and he's like one of those little too earnest people, like like too nice. Uh, but anyways, he was going out with this one girl, this Indian girl, and she kind of found reasons to not date anymore. Like they were kind of they're having a lot of these like um, kind of Zoom call, but you know, like over the yeah, phone, the video chats, yeah. or whatever. And they would kind of be like running into a lot of like issues i wouldn't want to move there i wouldn't want to raise my kids homeschool like a lot of basically they're saying they're having all these conversations that people will have over the course of a year or two of dating but over the course of like a few weeks because this is what we do this is what we brown people do i'm not going to get in i'm not going to name any names we know people uh maybe somebody we're about to see in a few minutes here and there this is the questions they ask man these are the things they think about which when you're either asexual single chilling, eating sweet potatoes every night, like one of the hosts on the show, <laughs> or you're married with a child with nothing better to do. You don't care about these things and you right. laugh and you ridicule right. and you scratch your Poo-poo. head wondering right. why it matters. Right. right. But when those people, especially when you're brown and you're single and you're older, in one hand, you kind of know what you want. Right. But then obviously, as you've seen with the show, you kind of really don't but know also, what you want. But also, okay, I mean, and this may be an unfair criticism. I can't prove it, but I think she, the, the girl who was... Uh, finding all these faults with the guy, I think she just wanted an out. And I think it's because he's a broke teacher. So a lot of the stuff that she, you know, people have these things, like, I want to do this and that. You can't do that on his salary, right? He's not like a, a, a big-time accountant or engineer. He was like a public school teacher or something. Imagine if she was like, you know what? He's just, um, he's spending too much time at work. He doesn't care about him. And they're but, like, but isn't he helping children? <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> but... I swear, the argument sounded like, because, like, I think his, uh, like, he would basically say, uh, I would be concerned if we homeschool our kids, because I guess he kind of sees the value of socializing in public school. But that's, I mean, you know, like, maybe that was, like, a deal breaker, but it sounded like she would see, like, what's important to him. And she's like, well, I'm on the other side of this issue. This can't work, you know? Why don't they just follow the old school, uh, um, the old school equation? You don't care about none of that shit. When you're dating. Yeah. You just wait till after you're married to disagree on everything right. yeah, and yeah, then yeah, care. Yeah, it's like save it for later. Yeah. Well, why, why are they that's ruining true. the dating part? That, the dating tr- part, you're just supposed to look in each other's eyes and, and look at what you have in common and be happy and just ignore the flaws, right? Just right. ignore if she's just, missing a leg, if she's bald, <laughs> you, just, you just don't think about it. it, it, it uh, one, one thing I'll, I'll say is um, the matchmaker or some of the, the old couples, they, they went out of their way to point out that the way where they're from, the arranged marriage is marriage. And then uh, the other stuff is love marriage. So basically, there's like a, they qualify the, the meet cute marriage. And Absolutely. Most people are, but the regular marriage is just, hey, we're set up, worked out. Boom. Yeah. You know, so that's I, like by default marriage. That's not like a arranged. So they don't affix any other word to that. Basically, no, no. That's I mean, marriage. There, there's two categories. Yeah. There's love marriage. There's arranged marriage. Yeah. Now, I mean, honestly, you... That's the that's for everybody. Yeah, right? yeah. If you What's met a on, third option? If like you met on slave Tinder, uh, marriage, if you met on Tinder or yeah. Match.com. That's an arranged marriage in a way, right? But, but it's still it's still a self-selecting. You're the one choosing. It's just yes, yes. Yeah. You're right. right. But but nowadays a lot with the youth. Again, you are sort of arranging, but your parents are sort of facilitating. They're the Match.com, right? Yeah. They use their network to find people, and then you go on a few dates at least, and then you make the decision. You make the go ahead, right? What I what I didn't what I was surprised about a little bit was. I don't know if this is true, but there was some reputable, maybe a CNN or somebody, they mentioned that's like 90% in India are still arranged marriage. Now, that doesn't mean 
it's not arranged marriage like I said back in the days. Back in, you know, 50, 60 years ago, you may not even have met your future spouse until the day of the wedding. This is not how it is now for the majority of Indian youth, right? You know them, you see them, but it's still arranged. But I was a little bit surprised, you know, that 90% still, because I know many people in India and even here, and they, I mean, I guess some of them were arranged, but I didn't think 90% still. That, is a, that sounds unusually high. I thought it'd be like more than 50%, but 90% is a lot. It, it, what it reminds me of, so back in, just to kind of tie it into politics, back in the day, senators, you know, each state has two senators. Um, it wasn't by direct vote. The politicians of each state picked the two senators to represent the state. So that was like the arranged setup, right? And then people were like, no, man, we need to have, like, we're in Georgia, we should decide, you know? So that was like, and look where, look where that and, got yeah. us. In 2016, <laughs> what did that right. get yeah. We the people <laughs> know better than these greasy-ass <laughs> politicians. Right. So it's like you can have it both ways, and there are flaws both ways. But it does kind of ha- I think if you're dead set against arranged, even though you could be like four times divorced doing your own way, you'd be like, I'm going to go back on the horse for a fifth time my way. Because like there's just uh, some people just you can never convince them that it's preferable for other people, and you know, sometimes other people have, they kind of see the, the 30,000 foot view. They kind of see a big picture of you. Sometimes you, you're a little clouded by your own judgment. Sometimes other people are better, uh, in a better position to pick somebody. But if you're not open to that, it's never going to work. So you could be picking a bunch of just losers. When it comes to money, people, if they get too deep in debt, in debt, they will always fold, right? Most yeah. people are. Some right. degenerates will keep playing until, you know, they have to mortgage their house. Right. When it comes to your beliefs... No matter how yeah. far you're down in the hole, right. you're going to double That's down, true. Yeah. triple yeah. down, right. raise, right. check raise. You do not care. Give yeah. me a two five yeah. on the turn. I don't care. So yeah, That's people are different when it comes to that. Nobody's going to say, yeah, you know that thing I did four or five times, that marriage thing? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I did it wrong. Right. They're just like, nah, man, it was them. Right. I just haven't found the right person. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the, the show is, is fairly popular. And I know this because uh, not, a lot of non-Indian friends that I uh, speak to, uh, they mentioned it like hey, have you seen that show my but- coworker, who's who's a southern guy he's not a redneck right so for those listeners yeah. out there you know we're we're recording from the south yeah not everybody with an accent right. that lives in the deep south right. is a redneck so right. let me get that straight so he is not but he texted me like at 11 30 the other night and he was like hey man my wife now to set the stage right these are you know two white people yeah, right married, husband yeah. and yeah. husband and wife and he was like my wife loves this indian matchmaking show <laughs> He's like, do you watch that? I, and I was like, you know what? I don't. But when we meet each other again, yeah. I'll tell you what's real and what's not. <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. But yeah, I think, like I said, it, it is in keeping with all the other. So yeah, if you have, if you're one of those that watches those on like the Bravos and the whatever channels, you would, you know, it, the fact that they have these extra wrinkles to it wouldn't change. It would be like interesting. I think if you're into that, I'm usually not, but it was just, it was just on. I would just kind of turned it on just to see what it was like. Um, actually, yeah, it was Fareed who recommended it. Somebody recommended it. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a watch. And it's basically like a um, very uh, empty calorie show. Like, I think the reason why some of these like crud crummy like reality shows are popular, like those home hunters and home this and whatever. Yeah, property Brothers. It's just yeah. very like empty calories. It didn't, you can be like doing laundry. You can walk in and out of the room. You're not missing anything. Yeah, nobody know? wants to watch Westworld where you have to look at all the fan theories right, online and right. wait, is are they a robot? Are they no? Nobody wants to do that right. most of the time. Yeah, because those shows are very like dense, you know. So like, this uh, is the op- like. Let's be honest. What is the other show on Netflix this year that became a hit? Uh, Tiger King. 
Oh, time Another kick. Yeah, easy yeah, to digest. Yeah, right, no commitment right. needed. No research needed after. No thinking. Right. It's instant reaction. Right. And everybody had a reaction to right. it. Right. Good or bad. Yeah. But that show was basically like, this is like white trash. Let's look at them. My point know? is that yeah. this, but yeah, is, yeah. Th- this is what it's about, right. right? And, you know, we're in the low right now, right? Nobody's even producing anything hard, right? right? Literally, That's production true. can't yeah. be going on right, right now. So, All right. You know, I think uh, I read on an article, Netflix has like this vault of just stuff like this. And so they're kind of like, you know, rubbing their hands like, you know, villain with a fat yeah, cat. Like they have stuff right. to outlast the pandemic right. when these other networks are kind of struggling. And obviously the studios, they have nothing. Right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, if Netflix does have a deep bench just on the off chance that a once in a hundred year pandemic hit, like then good on them. Because, I mean, there was uh, like uh, this is totally whatever but like wimbledon i think they were like one of the only events that had insurance against this sort of thing wow they were like the only ones it's like why would you even think to do that you know but so if netflix they probably had it for other reasons they just wanted to because disney plus came last year hbo max so they were probably like we need to like imagine you were a very deep deep uh, imagine you were the exec there that had like his portfolio of shit show after shit show and you just keep pitching and you say hey they already filmed let's put it on and the netflix execs are like hell no you know how much great quality material we have? We're not putting that shit on TV. Right. And then the pandemic hit and the guy's phone won't stop blowing. They're like, dude, how many more of those yeah, shows? Yeah, yeah, give us more. Like, oh, I thought you guys didn't want any of this shit. Yeah. Yeah, but, they need to bring the Jersey Shore to Netflix, right. man. That's true. Yeah, they can bring a lot of things back. And, you know, there are a lot of shows that die, like, on TNT or Comedy Central or whatever. But if you put it on, like, a platform like Netflix, a lot of people not only have Netflix, but you can give so many other people access to your Netflix. So they're, whatever their number they say, so many millions of people watched it, that's probably not the true number. Because like when people watch something off my account, does that count as one view or does that count as multiple? Right. So I think a lot of people have Netflix or access to Netflix. So if you put a show like that, you're golden. So yeah, it's, it's I mean, Netflix is a, it's great and it's bad and it's terrible and it's awesome in many ways. Right. So Regardless, everyone can find something on there they watch, right? Now, I haven't watched any matchmaking show because... Now, it should be noted, uh, it's not a particularly good show, but if there's nothing else on or if you're in between shows and you just want to turn your brain off, you could put it on. Hey, I'll tell listeners out there that don't know any brown people or have never really uh, been that close to brown people, watch a show and get close to somebody brown. And you know, when this pandemic lifts, get close to some single brown people because going to an Indian wedding... There's nothing better. There's nothing more fun than attending one of those, especially if you haven't been. So I would strongly advise people, yeah, you know, go, go, go make some friends. Go fraternize, you know, with the local brownies. Have a good time. Yeah. And maybe this show will help you find some And maybe, brownies. yeah. And maybe the show will end on, like, the show should just, the season should end on that. Like, one success story. Because so far, like It'll said, probably end with some big wedding. They'll probably fast forward, like, a year later. Just right, one couple right, made it, and it'll right. be like a... $10 million wedding. Maybe that's what they should. You know how uh, house hunters and all the, they've already settled on a home. They've already closed on a home and they're pretending, oh, this has high ceilings and this has that. Pretending like, I don't like this. I like that. They, if they had like a good uh, plan, they should already have people already that would be ready fun. to marry and then work their way backwards where they go on these dates, you know? That would be fucked up if like they already knew who they picked and they like the six, seven teacher guy, right? They already had already dismissed him, right? right? And they had already recorded whatever they were going to say. Right. But then they were like, you know what? Can you re-record with some new thoughts? That's right. So yeah, after yeah. everything worked out, they're like, yeah, this motherfucker you know, here, all he cares about the kids. Right, yeah, he, yeah. He's so tall. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. they, just, they just shit on him. And actually, it would probably make a lot, it would explain 
why some of the excuses they give don't make any sense because that's what it sounds like when you watch House Hunters where they're like, I don't like the paint or I don't like something like the light well, you'll, fixtures. You'll, you'll, and it's like, you can, th- those things are easy to, that's not like part of the house. Well, you'll know because when they fast forward to a year and yeah, the, ladies will, in, yeah. the ladies in her wedding dress, yeah. they'll flash back to that school teacher and she'll be wearing the same outfit right. commenting on him. And you're like, wait, wait, oh, <laughs> yeah. wait, when did you finish dating him? Yeah, this, yeah, that would be the one scenario where I would rewatch the earlier episodes where I'm like, this person looks familiar. Were, maybe we maybe we can do a, a spin-off pod on right. Indian matchmaking. <laughs> Indian, you know? That's right. Yeah, there's that, like a pod for everything nowadays. Right. You know, I'm sure there'll be a, an outlet for that. Right. You know? That would not be a bit that, and then we could just redirect them to here. Like we also do this other show, our main show that we also talk about this same show. Right. But right. But in only less in very small. Yeah. Small. And we we shit on it on the yeah, other yeah. podcast. Oh yeah. But we love it on yeah, this we're, one. We're a little more forthcoming on the other one, but uh, you know we're we're positive on this one. Well, we're 90 minutes into it, so yeah. I think this is a good time to stop. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find us on every social media platform. Uh, Except pla- Facebook? No, I, I did shit on Facebook. Oh. But, but I need them, man. I need them. Come on, man. They're like the Chinese government. It's like, you got to do business there, too, you know? I got to, man. You know, it's understand. You know, I get them, you know, 10 downloads a month, and they give me all the free marketing. But all your podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher. Oh, all aren't the main ones, Apple and the Android? Uh, Pocket Cast, Apple, Google Podcasts, everywhere you got it. Download it. Send it. Share it. Give us feedback. Thanks for listening. Talk to y'all later.